Gung. A short story by Chris Jones. Read by Chris Jones. Inside the stone circle, two brothers squared off, bare-chested and each wielding only a sword. Lennox moved his feet slowly as he circled his brother Gadley, maintaining his balance. Gadley moved first, slashing at Lennox from the outside. Lennox raised his sword to deflect the blow. The steel clashed and knocked Lennox back, and as he came forward again, he saw murder in Gadley's salt-blue eyes. A small crowd stood shivering around the two men, watching the duel in rapt silence. The orange sun drank in the morning dew and began thawing out the valley. I did it for you, brother! Lennox shouted as he parried another blow. Lennox thought he could counter with a killing blow, but he didn't want to kill his brother, although he knew it was Gadley's life or his own. Gadley saw the pause in Lennox's eyes and seized the opportunity. He leaped to his feet and thrust the point of his sword toward Lennox's stomach with a roar. Lennox stepped away, too late, and the sword punctured his side. Gadley ripped the sword out, leaving a yawning flesh wound underneath Lennox's floating rib. Lennox reared back as he felt blood pour down his bare skin. He determined he would not hesitate again. Surviving was enough of a reason to kill his brother. You did it for yourself, Gadley said. You were jealous. Lennox knew this was not exactly the truth, although it wasn't exactly a lie, either. That girl is not worth dying over, he said. Any further talk was cut off by Gadley stabbing at him again. Lennox gritted his teeth and dodged the blow. The two brawny fighters circled each other, never taking their eyes away from the other man's glare. They stared at each other with tunnel vision, oblivious to the growing crowd gathering around the churned mud of the homegung circle. In a home gung, the rules were simple. No shirt, no armor, one weapon, one survivor. The winner got his way in the dispute. These were hard times and hard men. There was no space for moralizing. There was no careful weighing of both sides, no fair and just outcome. The chieftain was busy and cared little for meeting out judgment on trivial matters. If a man wished to press his case in a personal dispute, home gung was the only way. The only justice was the brutal justice of strength and sword. The strongest survived, or the luckiest. Gadley feigned an attack to his left, then stepped to his right and slammed his meaty fist into Lennox's jaw. He felt bones crack, but Lennox hardly flinched, returning a quick straight right into Gadley's nose. Gadley felt his nose explode and blood began pouring over his lips. He spat on the ground and pressed forward again, growling. Tasting his blood made him angry. I was going to make her my wife, Gadley said. He kicked Lennox in the stomach. And you soiled her. He leaped at Lennox with another kick, but Lennox jumped backwards. Lennox's back foot landed on the circle of rocks surrounding them, marking the boundaries of the dueling ground. He sidestepped and circled back into the center of the ring. The woman being fought over was watching the two warriors from the front of the crowd. Her face was stern and emotionless. She was a lusty girl with a pale, heart-shaped face and black hair that fell to her mid-back. She had been captured during a raid by this tribe a moon before, and had feigned innocence and virginity while she searched for a target. She had found a perfect victim in the boorish Gadley, and had quickly latched onto him, 
luring the crude barbarian in with coquettish charm. She had tried to play a game of cat and mouse with him to inflame his desire gradually, but Gadley had no patience for games and he took her roughly the first night. She had silently sworn revenge for this. She spent the next few weeks acting like a subservient plaything, digging Gadley deeper into his hole of blind desire, lowering his defenses and preparing for the moment she would strike. Under the cold sun, the two brothers circled each other like predators, bare chests heaving with exertion. Could you not see, brother, that she was going to bleed you dry the first chance she got? Lennox said. You're wrong, Gadley said. She's an innocent little thing, the kind of girl I've been looking for. You betrayed me. They met in the middle again, swords flashing, locking horns like beasts. Lennox wanted his brother to understand that he had been trying to save him. He did not want to battle Gadley. They had fought shoulder to shoulder countless times in their twenty-something years. They had saved each other's lives. They had shared hardship, defeat, hunger, and triumph. Lennox was furious that Gadley could be so blind. Lennox dodged as Gadley put all his weight on his front leg. Then Lennox kicked the knee out. Gadley's great bulk fell to the ground and Lennox slashed him across his raised arm, opening a deep gash. He kicked Gadley back down and slashed again. He struck Gadley's sword with his own, sending the blade spinning out of Gadley's hand. He mounted Gadley and began striking him in the face repeatedly with a closed fist. I don't want to kill you, Lennox said, but you leave me no choice. Think of all we have shared that you are throwing away for that slippery cunt that would have stuck a knife in your back. This is your own doing, brother. As he loomed over his half-conscious brother and tried to steal his nerves to end the fight, the memory of the fateful night half a week ago blitzed through Lennox's mind. Gadley had gone out drinking, leaving the girl behind in his hut. Lennox had been watching the girl for weeks, and he could see the treachery in her. He could see the way she eyed daggers into Gadley's back when he turned away. He knew the girl was playing his brother, and he couldn't stand by while she ruined him. When Gadley had left that night, Lennox snuck into the warm hut. As he closed the door behind him and turned to face the girl, he saw a flash of fear and malice dart across her face before she mastered herself and assumed an innocent smile. She rose, smoothing her thin blue dress around her curves, then dipped slightly in a submissive curtsy. Hello, Lennox, she said. Wine? Lennox said nothing. He eyed the girl, noticing her wide hips and strong legs. Her dimpled cheeks rose as she smiled at him, though her eyes did not smile. Lennox felt desire rise in his loins, and his skin hummed with arousal. He hated her for what he knew her to be, for what he knew she intended to do to his brother, and he was overcome by violent lust and the need to shatter her. He stepped toward her. She saw the intention in his eyes, and she spun around to snatch a knife from under the pillow. She turned back with the blade in her hand and tried to stab Lennox, but Lennox was on her already, and he threw the knife away. He slapped her onto the bed, then ripped her dress apart like a wildcat. She screamed and struggled, fighting him viciously, but she was no match for his strength. He seized her warm naked body with his calloused hands and beat her into submission. Someone had heard the screams and run to warn Gadley. Gadley returned to his hut in a drunken frenzy, crashing through the door with his sword drawn to find Lennox between the girl's legs, thrusting angrily with his hand over her mouth. He roared and charged at his brother, who sprang up and pulled his wool trousers over his hard member. Lennox tried to calm his brother to get him to stop swinging long enough to explain himself, but it was useless. Other men soon broke into the tent and with great effort restrained Gadley. Home gun! Gadley had roared. I will kill you! 
Now, the girl watched the two men battle to the death. Lennox had ruined her plans and violated her, and now he was about to kill Gadley. Her heart thumped as she watched Lennox rise above Gadley and lift his sword. No! she screamed, before he could bring the blade down. Lennox jerked reflexively at the scream, and Gadley punched him in the groin with all his strength before scrambling away to safety. In a tempest of rage, Lennox threw his sword down and lurched toward the girl with outstretched hands, intending to finally choke the life out of her. Before he reached her, Gadley grabbed a fistful of his long hair from behind and wrenched him backward. Lennox felt a sharp burn in his back and looked down in horror as the bloody point of Gadley's sword appeared, sticking out of his stomach in quivering rancor. Gadley pulled the sword from his brother's back, then threw his brother to the ground. Lennox landed at the girl's feet and looked up at her with a stunned death stare. She flinched, exhaled a sharp sigh of relief, and then exploded with anger, stomping on Lennox's head while screeching and swearing at him. Gadley cleared his grimy hair from his face and looked up to see the girl spitting on his dead brother and stomping him with the fury of a tidal wave. He had never seen that look on her face, that look that shattered her illusion of innocence and revealed the violent and deceptive animal underneath her false charm. Gadley's heart suddenly dropped into his stomach and a wave of dread washed over him. Stop, he said, but the girl did not look up, consumed by her revenge. Every man in the gray crowd stood stone-faced, not moving or saying a word. The only sounds were the girl's shrill screeching and the crunching of Lennox's face as it was pummeled beneath her heel. Stop! Gadley yelled again, louder, although he could barely form the word through the lump in his throat. Stop! Stop! He yelled at her again and again, but she ignored him. He was paralyzed as the weight of his actions bore down on him. Finally, the girl collapsed from exhaustion and broke down sobbing. A few men knelt to her then, touching her on the shoulders and trying to calm her. Gadley knew the men, stout warriors he had fought alongside many times. He watched the men's harsh faces soften and ignite with desire as they touched the alluring girl. He watched the men's eyes rake her young willowy body. The crowd seemed to have forgotten about Gadley now. The girl began calming down, surveying the men around her with puffy eyes. They didn't seem to notice, but Gadley could see her discerning gaze absorb the details of the men around her. After a moment, she seemed to settle on one of the warriors bending over her, a blindly courageous and impulsive young man that Gadley had often scuffled with, due to their similar bristling temperaments. She reached up and touched the man's face, smiling at him through her tears. Then, Gadley felt cold steel touch his throat. Without hesitation, the steel sliced a deep gash across Gadley's throat and Gadley gurgled in shock as he fell face first into the cold mud. His cloudy gaze settled on the girl, who now had a throng of men around her elbowing their way to the front. A man with strong bow legs strode out from behind Gadley, advancing toward the girl with his bloody sword by his side. Gadley recognized the powerful form of the man who had killed him, a high-ranking warrior who often rode point with the chieftain. The warrior did not sheathe the sword. As he cautiously approached the group of men closing in on the soft white girl, his fist clenched the sword's handle with white-knuckled certainty. Gadley's eyes closed, and he was ushered to the afterlife by the savage sounds of steel and pain. The End <laughs>